As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, bacon and ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba da ba ba ba. Davis steps under center. Gibson and McClendon behind it. Davis with motion by Richard. Will get the ball to McClendon. He leaps. Oh, he doesn't get in. He fumbled the football. Carolina holds. The game is over. And Carolina has won the game. Finley to throw. Over the middle. Intercepted. Wolfuck again. Wolfuck the other way. At the 30. The 40. Wolfuck to midfield. Miles Wolfuck with the pick. The heels on the doorstep of an enormous victory. Left side of the line. Hood standing to Williams' is right. Williams going to throw. One-on-one. Davis has it. Touchdown. Carolina wins. Carolina is the Coastal Division champion. Bernard fields it at the 26. Heading to the far side. Gio at the 35. Gio, he's at the 50. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Gio, he's going to take it for a touchdown. Are you kidding me? Connor Barth for the possible win. Snap. Spot. Kick away. High enough. Long enough. It's good! It's good! Carolina has won the game on a 42-yard field goal by freshman Hunter Burr. Good gosh, dirty. This is the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. Big Heads Media Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome in to another edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. It is Anthony Pegnata back with you guys, as always, and we are talking to another 2020 signee in the 2020 early signing period class for the Tar Heels. It's wide receiver Steven Gosnell, and... Uh, well, got to start out with this by saying congratulations on the 1AA state championship. And my first question to you is uh, you guys take home the title at Duke, and uh, you guys got a little revenge on a team in Tarboro who beat you guys last year and came in with 44 straight wins. So when that clock hit double zeros, how sweet was that moment for you? Yeah, it was definitely the sweetest moment we've had. You know, knowing uh, we knew we could win it this year. You know, last year we got there, but we didn't know what it was like uh, to play in a state championship as that group. So this year we came back. You know, we knew what it was like. Uh, we returned about every starter on offense, so we were, we all developed a whole lot better. Our chemistry increased, and uh, you know, we just clicked on all cylinders. And you know, when that clock hit zero, like I mean, even before it hit zero, when we pretty much knew it was going to win, it was, it was a surreal moment. Uh, and it was sweet to be able to, because we got beat pretty bad last year, 50-10, and to be able to run it up on them like that, it, it was really sweet. Well, you're part of, I mean, you talked about returning a lot of guys on offense. You returned uh, probably what ended up being North Carolina's best offense. I, I saw you guys against Reedsville, and wow, just uh, a special group that you guys had out there. What was it like to be part of such a, a special offense, one that's probably going to be remembered as one of the best in state history? Yeah, I mean, it, it was really special. You know, we knew uh, two years ago when Coach Loman came in, uh, we kn- we never really had a spread offense. Uh, our coach didn't do that. You know, we brought in a new coach that wanted to do the spread. He knew he had the athletes to do it. And, uh, you know, he, had, he has great play calling. 
we got good route combos and stuff like that. And our quarterback, Jefferson, you know, he's going to hit us when he's open. Uh, even when we're not open, he'll put the ball in the right spot where we can make a play or if he wants us. Yeah, so it was really special. And uh, our goal this year was to set a bunch of records with the passing and total yards and all that stuff, and we did it. And it's Good. Well, when I came and saw you guys when you played against Reedsville, I was up there for Jefferson, and you were committed to state at the time. Why did you flip to Carolina, and why was playing for Mac Brown the right decision for you? Well, uh, before like recruiting started, you know, they were all UNC, NC State was on me or whatever, and I, I wasn't even. I don't know if you know this, but I wasn't. I had transferred away from Eastern for a little, like a semester. I went to a school in Virginia. And uh, they ran a bad wingy offense. You know, things weren't going really good. I had some, I had some injuries to my lower back, and uh, so I went ahead. You know, I just pulled the trigger and committed too soon. So you know, whenever after that, it was actually right after the game. Coach Gallo was there, uh, uh, so he calls me on the bus ride home after the win, and he's like, "I want you to come to the Clemson game." So I, I didn't really think too much. You know, I thought I was going to go to NC State, so I go. I go to the game, have a pretty, like, a 30-minute talk with him and Galloway at the game. You know, they offer me, so I start thinking about it. UNC is where I always wanted to go. So, uh, well, I got to the point where I just kind of ready, like, got my guts ready to tell the NC State coaches I just wanted to pull the trigger and do it. So, you know, you, you seem to, you know, have talked to Coach Galloway a pretty good amount. What, what has he told you your role is kind of going to be? Because I know you played a, a lot in the slot at, at East Surrey. You're a shifty guy in space, but you're also 6'2 and can go up and get the football. So have they told you kind of what your role is going to be just yet, or, or is that something that they're going to probably wait until you get on campus for? Yeah, so uh, he actually came by last week and uh... – he asked me if I like catching the ball over my right shoulder or my left. I told him my left. He's like, okay, you're going to be a outside right receiver. So that's that's what their role, I guess, in there. He said I could move in the slot a little bit mm-hmm. with some packages they have. So, But that's about it. Okay, yeah. So how excited are you to be able to continue your career with not only just one of your high school teammates, but two of them? You get uh, Jefferson and, of course, uh, Landon Stevens as well, who had just an amazing year uh, for you guys at East Surrey as well. How special is that for you to be able to share that, uh, that experience at the college level with two guys that you've been so close with over the last couple of years? Yeah, I never imagined it. You know, five months ago, the time I'd be playing college football with both of them, I wouldn't have believed you and say you were full of crap. So, uh, like, it's, it's pretty cool. Like, you don't really see three teammates in high school play on the same college uh, team, and hopefully we can get to work, you know, get, uh, get together, and hopefully we're all on the field one time in college. So I got to ask you this question. Uh, you, you've seen Jefferson play a lot, and I mean, look, the, the statistics are, are, are what they say uh, they are. I mean, look, 82 touchdowns uh, responsible in a season, the most ever by anyone in state history. When it's all said and done, you're a guy that it was a teammate with him. Where do you think he ends up playing at uh, the college level? Well, I mean, I don't know how to determine it. Like, I wouldn't know how to determine it, but I know he's going to get a shot at quarterback. Mm-hmm. I know he's going to be, you know, he's a competitor. Uh, so, uh, I mean, we'll see. Like, it's totally like one double A to college is definitely going to be a, 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 a big adjustment and definitely going to be a whole lot faster and harder. So, uh, you know, he's com- going to compete. It's going to take a lot. Like, it's going to take a minute before we get used to that speed of the game and mm-hmm. for him. But I think – I think he'll end up a uh, quarterback for 
for the like first few parts, and that don't work out. I mean, he'll he'll be a good tight end, but if they develop him good. All right, and the last thing that I'll ask you before we get you out of here, you know, this 2020 class is definitely a special one. You know, 26 guys that were committed, 25 guys that signed. And, and, you know, this is one that has kind of, you know, put the nation on notice about Carolina. What is what, what is it like to be part of sp- such a special class for the Tar Heels, uh, a school that, as you said a little bit earlier, uh, is really a dream college for you? Yeah, I mean it's super special. You know, we're all all, every, all the commits are super close. You know, we got a we got a group chat and they talk nonstop about how everybody's ready to go and stuff like that. You know, and I think we have that advantage when we're already so close. And we feel like we have a bond with each other just so when we get there, you know, like we're like because we're just like from an outside standpoint watching what he's done in one year. You know, we already have the confidence uh, that we can go in and like raise the bar, uh, raise the standard even more. So yeah, everybody's confident and excited about it. Well, Stephen, hey, congratulations once again on the state championship win. Congratulations on signing with Carolina, and uh, we are excited to see you up there in Chapel Hill playing your college football along with your high school teammates. We'll check in with you again uh, sometime down the line, and we'll see you at Meet the Heels. All right, buddy? Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. See you. So that is 2023 star wide receiver Stephen Gosnell. He was one of the 25 guys that signed his letter of intent early on Wednesday. So that's uh, the second of our recruited uh, recruiting. I, I don't know what we're going to call it. I guess uh, talking to recruits. Uh, we've gotten Caden uh, Baker on already, the offensive tackle from Fort Myers High School in Fort Myers, Florida. Make sure you go back and listen to that. Uh, we're going to try to get Jaquarius Conley, the safety from Northside Jacksonville High School in Jacksonville, North Carolina, on Sunday because uh, he's currently down at the Shrine Bowl. So keep an eye out for those, uh, and we'll be uh, trying to get in contact with some of the rest of the guys as well. A lot of guys down at the Shrine Bowl, uh, so we'll be uh, making sure that we kind of follow back up with them once they get back and see if we can't get them on the podcast. Uh, Make sure you check out the Shrine Bowl. We're going to have a little report that we're going to do about that on Saturday, and uh, you'll be able to find that on HeelToughBlog.com. That's where you can find everything that you need to know about Tar Heel football and Tar Heel basketball. I've got you covered with Tar Heel football as we got the Temple game coming up. We'll have a preview for that. Uh, After the game's over, we'll do the recap, trench report, and stock report. Uh, Also up there, we have, of course, all the signing day stuff you need. A look at uh, all 25 prospects in depth a uh, good look at all of the guys as well as uh, some other stuff that we've got up there for you as we head towards the bowl game after the season's over of course we're going to be focusing on the late signing period and then of course on the 2021 guys uh, in the recruiting class and then also uh, we'll be giving out awards for the 2019 season of the uh, for the North Carolina Tar Heels and then uh, we'll start looking towards 2020 uh, more than likely we will definitely Definitely be hammering home the Sam Howell for Heisman campaign. Uh, So keep an eye out for that. That'll be on the website, HeelToughBlog.com. While football will be a little bit scarce once we get into the offseason, basketball won't. Right in the middle of basketball season right now, you can go online right now, check out the UCLA preview, as well as the recap from the game against Gonzaga. We've got Anthony's analysis, my analysis of the game against Gonzaga, and then also a great article up there right now. Go ahead and read it. Uh, Also, leave us your opinion as to whether or not Jeremiah Francis should start after a phenomenal performance 
out on the West Coast against the Bulldogs uh, in the kennel, and uh, he, he looked great. So let us know what you think. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. So uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. Make sure you go on to uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast and rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And you can also give us a little bit of constructed criticism. We'd love for you to do that. Um, we always are looking to get better here at the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. So make sure you do that. Make sure you don't miss another edition of this podcast. Of course, as I mentioned, we're going to have Jaquarius Conley on hopefully Sunday. And we're also going to have the signing day recap edition of the podcast. We weren't able to do it uh, last night, unfortunately, due to a family issue for uh, Zach Hubbard. So we wish him the best with all of that. Um, We're going to try to get something up tonight. And if not tonight, it'll be sometime over the weekend. So keep your eyes out for that wherever you listen to this podcast. iTunes, Google Podcasts. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Spreaker. Uh, Those are the best ones, but there's also so many other platforms that you can listen to this podcast, so make sure that you are locked in on everything Tar Heel football, as well as the Roy's Boys podcast for everything Tar Heel basketball. So that does it for this edition of the podcast. Thank you guys for listening, and as always, go Tar Heels!